Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always, short for Tim Tifer as Tim. <laughs> uh wasn't as good as the first one, but <laughs> I'll I'll give it to you. <laughs> are you are you revealing there was a take one of the introduction that wasn't recording? Is that what you're is that what you're admitting to the audience? How mm-hmm. dare you? I'm just trying to get a little meta <laughs> this episode. <laughs> You know, one day, Tim, we're going to review a horror movie about two guys who do a podcast, and then we can really get meta with the jokes. Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> but until that day, uh, we are here. We are here in the this... unfriended three. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Unfriended. What? That could almost be a title for this podcast in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so this is a this is a horror movie podcast. Uh, we get together to talk about horror movies, and we're here today to sort of finish what I consider to be the original set of movies in a franchise we're not quite done with it yet because we've got a crossover still in the remake but we're here today to talk about west tv show we're not doing a tv show shut up we're here today to talk anytime i even imply that we should do more stuff you have this look of horror in your face like you're gonna make me do more work and yet the one time i say we're not doing something tim's like oh yeah we'll see we'll see we're here today to talk about wes craven's new nightmare the seventh film in the elm Elm street series the the meta one where it's freddy krueger going after the actors who played the characters in the original film uh heather lyon camp played nancy specifically she plays herself wes craven plays himself for a scene or two even bob shea the head of new line <laughs> pops in for a role uh so super meta uh, we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers that was a much quicker intro than the first time because i can't i can't fake all the the, the random <laughs> nonsense we had the first time so uh tim i will go straight to it i'll just you know we've seen it a bunch yeah. of times before uh, how did you feel once again watching Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Oh, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, th- this one has a lot of nostalgia for me. I remember, uh, I, I think, seeing it first at a sleepover um, at a friend's house, and I, I don't remember how old I was, but I feel like it must have been like too young uh, <laughs> to see it. But I just remember it really, uh, you know, sticking out to me as being like something kind of, you know, special and unique. And um, I, you know, I've said it before. You know, I'm big. Uh, you know, Fred Head. Uh, I, I love the the Nightmare series. That's kind of like my go to, you know, horror franchise. And uh, <laughs> you look upset. Wait, about Fred Head. Is it, I mean, I'm a little upset about Fred Head. I'm always a little upset about Fred Head. But <laughs> so you said you should go to. I mean, you, are you telling me you like this more than Leprechaun? Is that what you're saying to me? I mean, they're two different, you know, sides of the coin. Uh, <laughs> the gold but... coin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Usually I, I do like the variety, uh, you know, with Leprechaun, you know, because sometimes, you know, if you do want something a little more sci-fi or um, I guess uh, like hood based, I guess, yeah, Leprechaun is. Uh, or, or gambling or even like yeah. a cheap tourist industry. Yeah. Leprechaun has covered many a topic over its yeah. franchise. And a very similar in in a lot of ways, uh, you know, Freddy and the Leprechaun. Uh, it's a, it's a shame they never got to to meet on the battlefield, but uh, maybe someday, who knows? Uh, but no, I, you know, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think I also like um, you know, I, I like stuff that gets meta, uh, you know, especially when you're talking about kind of you know like movie or you know comic book stuff kind of like bleeding into the real world i always really like those uh stories a lot um so you know this one in particular i think the 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 story itself uh i I think is like 10 out of 10 like i love it i love the idea behind it i think 
unfortunately the movie's not perfect like there is some stuff that you know feels a little dated uh and you know like some stuff like you know some of the actors aren't always great you know uh no offense uh bob shay but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but and you know there's uh like some like pretty dodgy you know special effects and stuff looking back at it now and um and honestly i, I think the um you know, there probably could be like a little bit more gore and some kills and stuff in it. Like, so it's the, the movie as a whole, I really like, but I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I think it's just such a cool idea um, that they did with this. And I can't really think of like, you know, any other movie that kind of, you know, does something along, along these lines um, or, you know, at least like something for like, you know, a long running like horror franchise or something like that. I'm sure there's other meta examples we could think of if we really try. Uh, well, like, but but I mean, like stuff like you know, because obviously, you know, people will say like, oh, well, you know, Scream is also a meta horror movie, and it's like, yeah, but it's not this type of meta though, where you know, again, you have an existing property that you're looking at through this kind of different lens, and you know, that you have like actual characters, you know, from it appearing and kind of like playing like you know dual roles and that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, in, in terms of that, like, yeah, I can't really think of too much else. I'm sure there are examples, but I don't know. It always feels pretty uh unique to me in terms of kind of like cool horror ideas and stuff i'm, I'm sure there probably is other examples of like the meeting like the creator or the director ends up in the movie or something or sure i'm sure there is examples of that but yeah well I'm, you know what i did just watch uh uh jane silent bob reboot and they do meet kevin smith in that so i guess you know <laughs> it's not totally unique but yeah, and I'm pretty sure Grant Morrison did a, a thing or two like that in his comics at some point. Oh yeah, of course. This yeah, is this a... is total Animal Man yeah. <laughs> territory. But... Very Grant Morrison. Uh, I have to admit, Tim, I'm surprised he didn't make a, an appearance in Doom Patrol. I know they, they uh, mentioned they mention him, him yeah. but you know, he doesn't actually show up. They mentioned him. Uh, now I have to admit, Tim, I'm actually a lot more lukewarm on this, especially after mm-hmm. watching it again. I. I like, I, th- I always liked 1 and 3 more. I, 1 and 3 were always more to my taste, I think, sure. than, than this movie. But after watching it again, like, I would probably put 4 above it, and maybe even 2. Like, I, like it's better than six, you know, 5 and 6. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it that. Because you know, it's, it's, right. it's not a bad movie, I don't think. But it, sure. it's definitely... like I feel like it rushes a lot of its premise. Like I, I, One of the things I was shocked by watching it again is just right from the start of the movie, like Nancy... Or Nancy. Uh, the Lion Camp is immediately <laughs> kind of like on edge. Like she's... Or, or, like As soon as the movie starts, she, she wakes up from a nightmare and she's already kind of acting like Nancy. It, it, it kind of caught me <laughs> off guard. Like I almost wish it was a bit more grounded and felt more like the real world, at least to a point. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. when stuff starts getting weirder and weirder, sure, you know, go go nuts with it. But I, I almost felt like the the tone just it felt like it was an Eight Million Elm Street movie from the start, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to. The start start started feeling like it's in the real world. Started feeling like it's mm-hmm. you know the, the the tone's almost too Eight Million mm-hmm. Elm Street from too early on. Uh, watching it again, but I mean maybe that's it, yeah. There's um like it, it kind of feels like you're dropped. Um, like not like halfway through, but like the story's already started because you know you hear people talking about um, this stuff like nightmares and these phone calls you know that she's been getting, and it's like um, you kind of get the idea that this has been going on for a while now. Which uh, yeah, it's I don't know, it, it doesn't really bother me that much, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess the appeal to me is like 
The whole, the whole appeal for this movie to me is that Nate, okay, Freddy Krueger is going to go after Hello Lion Camp, the actress who played Nancy, right? Mm-hmm. That is a great idea. And I feel mm-hmm. like, for me, the appeal of that is like, we'll start it off in a place where no one would ever believe that Freddy Krueger's real. Because he's a movie character. Mm-hmm. No one would ever even consider it. So, mm-hmm. I, I feel like she very quickly, as soon as stuff starts happening, is, is like, not that she's ready to jump and say Freddy Krueger's after me and it's all real now, but like she's she's very quickly like acting out or being really creeped out by certain little things that are Freddy esque. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just like it, it comes across a it's a lot more cheesier than I remembered it being. Like r- right from the get go. Uh, mm. I don't know. It doesn't really feel cheesy to me. Uh, like well, some stuff later on, but like I, I don't know. I, I never really had too much of a problem like with the the beginning part of it. I mean the stuff at the start I do like. I, I do like some of this the, the addressing of like. Like, you know, the context of the world in terms of Nightmare on Elm Street and referring to the fact that there's been six movies, that Freddy was technically killed off in the sixth one and, uh, you know, having her on the chat show and ha- having Robert England show up, both, like, sort of in character as Freddy, but then also mm-hmm. just, you know, as Robert England. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's funny because obviously you have actors playing themselves. They're, they're typically pretty good at it because they're actors anyway. But then you have <laughs> Wes Craven and Bob Shea and so on uh, playing playing roles. Uh, what's interesting though, Lynn Shea has a cameo. Not, yeah. a, not as herself though, not as Lynn Shea. She's, a, she's got a cameo as a nurse at one point. Yeah. Which, you know, that brought point. into like some weird like meta questions. I'm like, all right, so wait a minute. Does she not. Like, is it, does Bob Shea not have a sister in the universe of this movie? Or, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She looks a lot more like Lynn Shea that we think of, though, in this movie versus mm-hmm. in, in the original. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. You know, she looks a lot more like Insidious Lynn Shea. Don't get me wrong, it's still, like, 20 years apart. She's still much younger, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just her haircut. She just she changed to the old lady hair in between those <laughs> movies, and that's just, you know, what makes her look like yeah. modern Lynn Shea. But... Uh, <laughs> So no, I I kind of had a problem with that, uh, and I, I I did feel like when for some reason I, I think in my memory I always remember Freddy being a lot more menacing in this movie, and maybe it's just because the poster is a lot more menacing looking on the poster. But once he shows up and starts dropping one liners, it kind of felt like ah he's still kind of just Freddy. Like he's not like particularly more intimidating or or darker than he had. I mean, sure, he's not as constantly jokey as the last few movies, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a difference there, but I, I didn't feel like he was, I, I felt like he was still almost more comical than he was in the first movie, though. Mm, oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, like, honestly, I can't really remember too many, like, you know, jokes and stuff. Like, you know, he might be dropping, like, a bitch here and there. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It doesn't really come across as, like, too uh, comical to me. I will say the... Uh, I, I I guess it's kind of cool that they're going for a different look for him, but I don't think it really aged that well. Like oh, I don't the think it looks the, the big coat. Well, just like his like kind of like skin and like the bone claws kind of mm. thing, like with his hand. Like I don't know, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't really look as good as I think like classic Freddy does. Yeah, that's fair. I because I the first time he jumps out out properly, which is a good like halfway or so through the movie. He, he says, like, guess who's back? You know, he, oh, you know yeah. he, so it, it felt kind of like full cheesy Freddy, despite the fact that we're playing it a lot more, like, is he real or isn't he? And maybe that's something that would have made the movie work even better for me, is, like, we could really sort of question the idea, like, is there really a Freddy thing going on? Like, mm-hmm. is, is it actually happening? Or is or is she just going crazy? Because 
There's a point in the movie where like some of the people in the hospital think she might just be crazy or she's on drugs yeah. or something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you could have played more with that almost. You could have played more with her like doubting herself and not being sure if she's crazy. Because mm-hmm. you would think you were crazy if you were even considering that Freddy Krueger was becoming real and that he was actually coming sure. after people. Uh, <laughs> sure. But like, yeah. So I mean, I don't dislike the movie, but I, I, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not as good as I think its reputation suggests it is. Uh, so I'm going to go out on the limb here and say it's a little overrated. I don't know. I, I feel like I like I, I don't know if I hear a ton of people saying like they love this movie. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like um, or at least maybe it, it's not from people that like have seen it recently, because I feel like people that, um, that I see maybe that I've talked about recently kind of have similar feelings. But um, I don't know. It, it still holds up for me. Like, I, and again, though, I acknowledge it that it has flaws <laughs> yeah like it's not a like you know a perfect movie like oh. uh, unfortunately <laughs> speak it <laughs> is that how you come out of every movie it's like well it was really good but it wasn't perfect unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> i mean how many movies are actually would you say perfect i mean it can't be that many mm, like 23 <laughs> <laughs> 23 are all six <laughs> leprechaun movies and well i say all six all, all of the original six <laughs> Oh yeah, the 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 OG ones, of course. Sorry, <laughs> they make up a good chunk of it. Sex Leprechaun movies out of twenty three. Uh, I'm I'm almost terrified to ask. I, I almost feel like there should be like a, a little bonus here where Tim can go away and make his list of twenty three perfect movies. Uh, and we'll see. I think I'd probably. Up. I, I think I've probably given out more tens than you have on the show, though. Like I. Like I wouldn't say I've given like a, a ton out, but I've probably done a, a, a scotch more than you. Yeah, yeah, but more of a ten slot than I am. That's true. <laughs> hey, if a, you know, a game recognized game, you know, if, if a movie's good, I'm gonna shout it out. <laughs> Just giving tens out. Yeah. Anyone who asked for a ten. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't dislike the movie. I, I think the movie is perfectly watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some fun ideas and fun sequences, but mm-hmm. I think for me, it, it it's more of a conceptually cool idea that it is execution. Sure. Uh, I don't know if the yeah. execution is really quite there for me. If it, it just doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel different enough from the other movies to make me really feel like it, it, it's, it's nailing its idea. Uh, and I do prefer mm. Scream. If you know, if we're going with the West Craven meta, you know, you know, breakdown of the genre, I feel like Scream does a better job of it. But uh, obviously, mm. neither of them are as good as Cabin in the Woods. Let me just make that clear right now. <laughs> Cabin is king, quite frankly. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm a little alone on this because uh, I think most people do prefer Scream, but I actually prefer this uh, over Scream, uh, especially after rewatching the movies. I kind of uh, feel a little bit, you know, more lukewarm on them. Uh, I, you know, I, I still like the first one, you know, but um, yeah, it, just, it doesn't do me do as as much for me. But I, again, like I said, I'm a big Fred head, so you know, take with that uh, as you will. But uh, I, I will agree with you on the point though that I do think. Um, you know, maybe I give it a bit more credit because I like the idea so much. Uh, but I do agree that the uh, execution uh, is lacking a bit, um, which uh, honestly is kind of a bummer uh, for me because I think, you know, if you did have this idea and uh, could really like fire in all cylinders, like, man, I really, really have something special. But, um, you know, I, I, I get why you know maybe people aren't as hot on it as uh you know nowadays but i don't know i i still like it a lot though i yeah i wouldn't say like i watch it like all the time you know like it's not like i watch it every year but 
Um, you know, every now and again, I'll come back to it, and you know, I'm always uh, pretty pleasantly happy when I would do, when I watch it. Well, that's fair. So I think it may. Um, oh, and then, oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, and one other point that I I do agree. Also, like you were saying, it doesn't really stand out like from the other movies. Like it's uh, which I I think one of the kind of like big unfortunate things is like um yeah sometimes like uh you know the homages are you can be like a little a little much and uh like the it is it does kind of suck that like probably the best kill in this is like literally just like a repeat of like Mm -hmm. the kill from like the first movie yeah no uh, yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah i i yeah, anyway, I forgot the point I was going to make. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I'm just, it'll come back if it was important. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, oh, I was, I was going to say, maybe what it needed was actually a different director. Maybe, maybe having Wes Craven direct this again was maybe a, a bad idea because ultimately it feels like a Wes Craven movie, right? It feels like his style. And yeah. w- I, I think me wanting a different tone to make it feel more real, and at least until it gets to the third act and maybe stuff's really falling into place where, like, no, Freddy's really here. Freddy's really doing stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 one of your complaints is that there maybe wasn't enough kills, and I think the reason for that is because they want it... The first half of the movie is essentially, is this really happening, right? Like, Right, yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. And a lot of the kills that happen are kind of a way off camera, and we don't really mm-hmm. see a lot of them. Uh, the one big one we do see, uh, you know, isn't that like in depth in terms of the actual kill itself mm-hmm. you know we see a sort of an exterior of it uh mm-hmm. so that's maybe kind of an issue there in that in that sense uh it was funny actually because we just recently did candy man and i feel like yeah. I, I, I feel like this movie's concept almost lends itself to kind of almost a candy man-esque structure uh mm. where oh, you, know, okay. you know it's about proving the myth of freddy and then like i'm not saying that she would be doing that but just that kind of idea where it's you know Candyman appears so late in that movie uh mm-hmm. by the time he actually shows up and freddy theoretically should do the same in this and he kind of does to an extent but uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. so anyway so i i think we'll give the spoiler warning uh for, for the movie so we can get into it and talk about it so oh pardon me uh so full spoilers for uh west river's new nightmare uh, before we start the spoiler section, though, I will give this, this choose this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to David Shaw, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Uh, they're all patrons at the $20 or above tier. But you, of course, can support us for as little as $1 per month. And for that $1, you get an exclusive bonus episode of, pa- uh, of Streams After Midnight, sorry, uh, every month. Uh, and you you get that Tim Tim froze there for a second. I thought we you know we disconnected once. So I was worried he was going to disconnect again. Uh, at five dollars, of course, you get to uh, vote once per month on some episodes, and you get every movie review a day early uh, as part of being a patron at five dollars. So uh, go and have a look and see if you're interested in keeping all the content coming. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the movie. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, the movie starts with kind of a weird scene uh it turns out to be a nightmare but it's like we, we get introduced to hill line camp on a movie set they're making a freddy krueger movie and we we get introduced to our husband and our son who are in this stream with her but he's like a special effects guy he's doing this uh robotic claw uh which they're mm-hmm. they're using to like sort of kill someone on set and you know it obviously we see it killing someone but then it's then it sort of like shows you oh this is a film set and like west craven's there with his megaphone giving directions and all the rest of it uh but of course the dream goes bad when uh the, the claw starts killing people for real uh and you know hella langkamp wakes up and she's all you know terrified but there's an earthquake going on it's one of these things that are ongoing throughout the movie that there's earthquakes happening constantly and mm-hmm. 
uh he's like oh it's just an earthquake we're fine and she's concerned because he's got a cut in his finger where he got cut in the dream and he's like it's fine mm-hmm. you know you're probably half awake and you saw me get cut uh during the earthquake it's not a big deal uh mm-hmm. dreams are like that uh and we find out that she's got a, a stalker uh, seemingly she's been getting these obscene phone calls someone doing a freddy krueger voice so this is kind of where the movie mm-hmm. you know starts and it sets up all these things my first comment really uh aside from her just feeling like she's already kind of on edge like nancy Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's kind of a weird complaint to say that she already feels she's playing nancy but she kind of is like <laughs> like I mean, she just feels like nancy sure. as opposed to hell line cap mm-hmm. uh maybe part of that is giving her a fake husband and a fake son uh, not, not that i'm saying mm-hmm. they should have got a real kid or anything like that if she had one but like you know it's well, it separates well, it right i, I thought that it didn't I, I think she did marry someone that was maybe it wasn't a special effects maybe it was like a makeup person or something but i do mm. think she like married like someone like that in real life but so yeah so it wasn't yeah. like a sh- stretch but yeah uh yeah but you know it, like because it, he, he's just there to be killed off in the first 20 minutes so it's yeah you know he's not like a huge character in that sense anyway the mm. first point i wanted to make though is that <laughs> she walks in on her son dalton watching the original nightmare on elm street right and mm. Uh, and at first I sort of wrote it off I was like well it's probably just a video right because why would that be played on TV at like 9am right what, <laughs> what channel especially in the in 1994 okay I buy it today there's probably like a 24 hour like channel that would play it at 9am mm-hmm. but in 1994 no way 9am <laughs> well, uh, I mean I, I kind of got the feeling that um, it, it was like there was some uh, force that like kept playing it or you know some work of the demon because later sure. it's you know playing when it's unplugged or whatever yeah, but i yeah, mean yeah. i guess in the beginning we don't have that context but uh if we go back and look at it, i don't know you could maybe make some type of argument for that sure well i, I guess my question would be then why does she not question it like why are they playing True. this already yeah. movie <laughs> at 9 a.m like True. i mean correct me if i'm wrong but I, I don't think like hbo in 1994 would have been showing this at 9 a.m right like they'd have still kept it for night no, i don't yeah i think yeah even like uh movie channels and stuff i I feel like would usually wait (laughs) yeah um i i I don't think that changed in movie channels at least in the uk until Mm -hmm. digital where there was like a dedicated like horror sci-fi channel and then that would show stuff all day that was basically you know that kind of thing but um yeah so even in the morning though you're probably more likely to get like a rerun of like a show or something like sure yeah like some horror show or something or something light-hearted like a hocus pocus or something like sure yeah <laughs> your kid-friendly horror movie uh so you know and she's she's taken uh she's, she's sort of like annoyed at the the limo driver because the limo drivers want to talk about freddy krueger uh yeah. he's bringing up kills and it's funny because i wonder like if any of this is remotely based on Helen lion camp's actual personality because i actually got kind of annoyed how she seemed to be squeamish at anyone talking about anything horror movie related like because yeah. he, he just mentions like a decapitation or whatever and she, she, she's just like Ugh, she just looks uncomfortable and i'm like you were in the horror movie like, I don't, like I, yeah like, i don't know it's, they i yeah like uh, they make her seem like a little like uh like uh y- y- you kind of want to be like all right take it easy but like uh i mean i give them the circumstances like with everything that's going on in her life it's perfectly reasonable that like um you know that she wouldn't want to be talking about that stuff but again like yeah they don't really give you like a ton of information about like 
kind of like the phone calls and and stuff that she's been going through. So and uh, I, again, like you can probably make a case for why that's you know why she's maybe a little more nervous and, and everything. But yeah, I, I agree. Like the movie's not really giving you that much to go with. Although speaking of speaking of you know this being kind of a prelude to Scream, the idea of getting the phone calls. Uh, oh yeah, there, that's yeah, true. Just there. Thought I'd throw that out there, uh, but she's on like a daytime talk show, uh, and she's been asked all these questions about being part of the, the franchise and like, and I, I actually kind of like that she brings up like, well, you know, I was only in the first and the third one, like, I mean, the rest mm. of them I didn't really have anything to do with, like, I, I stayed away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're all like, oh, we got a surprise for you. Uh, well, at first, I, did you think this was a weird line of questioning where he's like, you've got a son, would you let him watch your movie? And she's like, well, no, he's like five. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a little accusatory. <laughs> yeah, like maybe when he's like fourteen, I'll, I'll you know let him yeah. see it. But like, it's uh, like the 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 way they're questioning her kind of sounds like she's like blaming her for like horror movies existing or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, you've contributed to horror films and horror films yeah. are the devil. <laughs> like, how dare you? Uh, but uh, they had to pull the whole. Oh, we've got a surprise for you, and then out pops Freddie, and it's just Robert Eng- <laughs> Robert England. I-, I do like his line where he goes up to her and says, "We'll do lunch." Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, touch. Uh, but it's, it's really nice to see him out of makeup afterwards, though, when he's, they're just sort of talking casually. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like I, I like this kind of stuff. That's like, and I wish maybe there was a little bit more of it, where they're mm. kind of like making fun of like you know Freddy Mania, like oh, yeah, yeah, him like running around, like being like real cheesy, and then people with like signs and stuff, and like yo. Wasn't uh, because the way he, he, he sort of scratches his way out from behind like a screen and comes through it. Yeah, wasn't that something mm. he actually did in a, a chat show at some point? I, I feel like I remember that being like an actual mm. thing he did in a TV program at some point. I, I actually really like uh, just seeing the actors sort of like talk to each other outside a character. It's really fun seeing you know Nancy and Freddie <laughs> essentially palling around you know after you know backstage yeah. after. And obviously there's a difference here where he's like saying autographs. He seems to you know. He's, he's like, hey, that went mm-hmm. well. He seems to like the attention, and you know, this is kind of like what he's made his career out of as being Freddy Krueger. Uh, so he's quite mm-hmm. happy with it, uh, and she's a bit more uncomfortable and doesn't really like all the attention. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of both like this part of it, but also think they go too far in other ways. Where mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a bit weird how John Saxon was literally like a like a father figure to her uh, later in the movie. Uh, you, you mean like before he's like full on? Yeah, like before, like, be, like, the be, character. like before they start becoming their characters. Like there's a like, oh, okay. you know, she actually goes to the park to like talk to him about you know and get advice about what's going on. And I thought, are they, I mean, are they really friends? Where she would go to him like a, a mentor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess like it, it seems like a little weird because you would think like, oh, she'd probably be friends with like you know the other younger cast and stuff from the movie. But I, I mean, I don't know. I guess. It, you know, it's not unheard of, you know, to have like, you know, <laughs> weird Hollywood <laughs> types palling around. But I mean, I'm not complaining. Uh, I mean, I like seeing John Saxon. Uh, you know, he's a great inclusion. Yeah. Uh, we joked when we did Freddy's Dead that uh, they didn't get Joy Depp for this movie, but he did pop in for a cameo for the sixth one, which is weird. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but didn't they say that like, um, like, like I want to say at, at some point the giant up said he would have done it, but like no one like basically asked him because they thought like, well, he's too big now. Yeah, no, I've heard that story like, as well. That that's always been the thing is that Jerry Depp would have been game to do it. Uh, which uh, that that sucks. I mean, like, hey, I'm not, 
you know, giant up like kind of an asshole <laughs> like nowadays and everything. But it would have been cool to, to see him in this. Yeah, I, I don't like him either. But there is something because keep in mind this is 1994, so this is the same year that uh, Edward Scissorhands I think came out. So oh, yeah. there's there's something to be said here for Joy Depp at this height of his superstardom, kind of showing up to play himself for a scene or something. Yeah, there's yeah. there's something to that in the context of the movie. But uh, but she gets a phone call about going into New Line for an interview or not an interview, but a, for a meeting with Bob Shea. Um, and like, I love how the receptionist is like, uh, "Do you have an appointment? Is Bob expecting you?" <laughs> um, and she's all cleavage by the way and the reason why I mentioned that is because they make a point of really sort of like showing it when she comes out to like give them like coffee or their tea the camera's just looking right down her top I'm like okay I get it the woman has cleavage right <laughs> there's tits I understand this movie calm <laughs> down uh, see that should have been the Lynn Shea cameo <laughs> <laughs> uh quality tab quality uh so <laughs> she, she's there because he wants to picture a new the he calls it like the the ultimate nightmare right and she's like wait mm-hmm. but you killed freddy and he's like well yeah but the, the fans want him back and <laughs> evil never dies isn't that right nancy i mean heather uh and it's like wes is you know wes is doing it wes is coming back he's going to do the script and the he's going to direct it and you know he's not telling us what it's about yet but we're all very excited uh, and she kind of gets awkward, doesn't want to like do it, and the scene kind of ends before she has to kind of properly tell him no. But uh, uh, we get like pieces of this throughout the movie where she'll try to like find out what's going on. She'll, she phones uh, Robert at one point to say, "Do you know what the, this new script is like?" And he's like, "Nah, not really." You know, Wes is saying that he's not 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 like going to let me see it. And I think it's interesting that there's a, there's a def- definite choice here where it shows you Robert England is like also having nightmares and he's painting something that's like a demonic version of Freddy. And mm-hmm. I think there's an interesting choice where you don't see Robert England as Robert England for the rest of the movie. This is the last mm-hmm. time you see him and it's almost like he disappears because he's becoming Freddy. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like on a meta level. Like he's disappearing because Freddy's coming back. So they both sure. can't exist. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like an interesting thing there. Yeah. Uh, but when she eventually goes to see Wes, he's like, yeah, I'm writing that. I'm having nightmares and I'm waking up and I'm writing that. And Wes... I think they, they say something like... Um about like oh he hasn't wanted to do like horror in a long time uh because yeah and then like because he yeah like he only writes horror when he has nightmares or something like that which by the way as soon as they said that line i i was like wait a minute i can think of like a hundred like not a hundred but he he literally did like a horror movie like every year for the previous decade like he never stopped doing horror movies what did he do like he did deadly blessing a couple years before this he did uh, I'm shocker. People under the St- stairs. People under the stairs. In the rainbow. <laughs> Didn't he do? Uh, did he do prison? Was that him? Was he? He did. No. No, that wasn't him. Okay. He produced uh, that he... though. I, I seem like his name is on the the, the cover. Sure. Yeah. He might. Have, yeah. Might have yeah. had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, Whatever. But you know, he did. He did tons of horror movies in in that ten year oh, sure. period. <laughs> he, he didn't stop at all. Uh, mm. But uh, and he actually lays out the premise of the movie, kind of, is that he believes that Freddy or the evil that Freddy kind of comes from is a real thing that has been trapped by the movies, and he's becoming into the real world now because the movies yeah. have stopped, and that's why he wants to do another movie. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, like uh, you know, like I didn't want to mention anything, but like before, you know, you kept referring to you know the the thing in this as freddy but which is kind of like the persona it takes on but i never thought of it as actually freddy like it it seems to be this other kind of 
ancient evil or demon or whatever uh, that is like, you know, using this persona, uh, you know, to kind of come into the real world or whatever. Well, yeah, but the way like, he, the way he explains it though, technically, it always was Freddy. Like Fre- Fre- mm-hmm. you know, Freddy as we, you know, in the movie, like that was always this ancient evil. It was just it was in the movie, so it was trapped in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I i always thought it was a well like I, the way i think it was like this kind of evil that existed beforehand and then it gets trapped in a story but like it, it wasn't like you know it was like freddy krueger beforehand like running around with like oh no no you I, know like claws and stuff like you know i, I agree it wasn't like, freddy krueger before the movies but right like but it was always freddy in the movies you know according sure. to this according to this movie it was all in, in the movies since the first one this entity mm-hmm. was Freddy Krueger, and now it's trying to come into the real world. And because mm-hmm. Heather Langkamp played Nancy, and she was the one who fought back in the first movie, now like it has to go through her. Like she is the barrier, and that's why it's targeting her son. Which, by the way, we never mentioned. We talked about acting a little bit earlier, or as I think we did. Mm-hmm. I think that was in the, the take <laughs> that didn't get cut out. Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, the the son is terrible. He's, he's 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 horrible. Every time he screams, he's he's bad. Like it's it's, it's horrendous. Uh, he's a young kid. Like give him a break. We can we can do better than this though. There's young kids that are better than this little shit, right? You know, like there's several points in this movie where he, where he's he's in danger because he's having nightmares or because he's he's trying to like reach God. <laughs> More than that, see the minute. Uh, and I was all I could think was, yeah, go on. Go on, reach for it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> reach for the sky, you filthy animal. Uh, so, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, the husband the husband uh, dies. He, he He's on his way back home because she's got another obscene Freddy phone call when she got back from the interview and the, the meeting. And he's on his way home, but the Freddy glove... Uh, well, I don't know if the Freddy glove... I mean, the glove's there, but it's not the glove he made. Uh, but uh, Freddy kills him in his van. He's he's fallen asleep at the wheel, so it looks like a car accident. But of course, we see that Freddy did kill him. Uh, did 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 you notice the really bad T one thousand esque effects on the uh, the chair when the glove the, when the blades were coming sure. through the chair? Yeah, uh, that's one. That's that's one of the really annoying things. Like going back and, and rewatching this is like the CGI special effects. Like, who boy, they they just like do not look good Joe, and like th- there's not a ton of them but there's like the instances in this yeah. are pretty bad <laughs> joe what hurts about this one is that this does not need to be a digital effect oh like, no no that, 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 literally all that's happening in this scene is that the car seat that he's sitting on while he's driving the blades of the glove come up from you know within and then you know slot you know cut towards him right that yeah. could that could be a practical effect. That can literally just be you've got a chair that's built with a room underneath for someone to stick their hand with a glove and just rip through, right? But no, yeah. for some reason we get it ripples like water and it looks terrible. And like you know the and it's just there's a little bit of irony because it's like killing a, a special effects guy. Like he should know <laughs> better. Like yeah, he should look down and like make a comment like what the hell? Like this looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately i'm sure it's just an actor playing a special effects guy not an actual special yeah. effects guy uh 
That, that'd be a weird meta. <laughs> that'd be a weird meta <laughs> thing, though. If, if they actually got a special effects guy who... That, like Tom Savini played. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom Savini's done some roles. He's acted Oh, before. yeah. No, totally. No, I, I love I, him. He's great, but I, it just I, would look funny. Yeah, I don't know if I'd buy him as the, the husband of Heather Lionkamp. You know, she, she's like in her mid-30s at this point or whatever, and yeah. he's, you know, like 50 or whatever age he is at this point. Probably about, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was right around uh, from dusk till dawn time. So yeah, that, that yeah. wherever age he wasn't that. So because he like Tom Savini actually like still looks pretty young, but I think he just had a birthday and it was like seventy or something. I was like insane. <laughs> like he yeah. still looks like pretty pretty young. I think he just dyes his hair on his beard. Like he's you know, he's, he's refusing to go grey for whatever reason. But he's like in like pretty good shape though. He's like you know pretty muscular. Not oh, sure. And he stuff. works out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so. My my frustrate my frustrations with the movie are kind of this middle section because I I like the stuff at the start where it's like the 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 meeting with Bob Shea the the, the interview on TV mm-hmm. meeting Robert England all that stuff. Uh, my frustration is when it becomes Freddy's after my son because the son's annoying as shit <laughs> and there's so much to this middle part of the movie where it's Heather Lionkamp like screaming about her son and wanting Dalton to be safe and getting mad at the people at the hospital because they're they're keeping her from him and suspecting that she's just going crazy. Hey, was it uh, Dylan? Uh, Dylan or Dalton? Uh, Dylan is Do- Dylan. Dylan. I said I said Dalton earlier. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, so, but like. There's so much of this that is. It, it reminds me of a lot of like I don't know stuff like The Prodigy or stuff like, like any of these supernatural oh, that, movies. I wouldn't go that far. That's no, I, I don't mean entirely. I I just mean the way that she's constantly having to deal with being oh, scared sure, for sure. her child, and some yeah. of the way she was shrieking in fear that she wants a son, and she's starting to not trust anyone around her. Uh, but she still trusts the babysitter. Uh, Julie, the babysitter, still trusted. Uh, she's the one who ends up getting killed, like the uh, the bedroom kill in the first movie, where she's dragged up the wall of the the hospital uh, and killed on the ceiling uh, for the yeah. for, for the for the son Dylan to watch uh, in all its glory. Which, it, which I think is a really good uh, kill. I think it's like uh, again, I guess I was kind of complaining earlier that it's like uh, just like the same kill as the first one, but I guess it's not a bad thing, especially when you know you're doing a movie that is purposely like you know playing off stuff from other yeah movies, and, but... and it's the and it technically is the only real big kill of the movie I, yeah i i mean i suppose this is a good time to talk about kind of what the meta narrative is here with the son mm-hmm. and the idea that he's scared of freddy and he's seeing freddy come to life I, mm-hmm. I think that the meta narrative here is the idea of like kids watching horror movies and getting scared by horror movies and it <laughs> becomes more real for them because they're young and impressionable and sure. you know so that that's kind of the meta uh, you know level here and this idea that you know as well as the, you know society not all society but like the the the, the the people who are anti-horror movies thinking that they're corrupting children by these movies yeah. existing even though clearly they're not supposed to be watching them uh like I, no, that, so like the, the idea too of just like you know I, I think like a lot of people getting roped into uh you know that horror niche where mm. it's like hey like you know like you know you get the idea that like you know wes and and, and uh you know heather and everything want to move on but you know people want to keep you know coming back and doing this stuff yeah so it becomes this monster that keeps them contained and it becomes this monster that's literally going after her son uh because it, she can't get away from it uh, because it's all anyone wants to talk about with her. And to be, it's not like Hella Camp ever did a lot of other big movies that anyone knows her from. Like, I, I can't name any. I could be wrong, but I want to say, like, 
her other big thing is like maybe she was on like a soap or something like you know like a daytime soap opera or something i'm checking right now she's still acting apparently she's still acting as of well at least as of 2019 she was still acting Mm uh so that's cool oh god she was in hellraiser hellraiser judgment that's right from from 2018 i didn't even realize there was one that came out in 2018 (laughs) that's too many hellraisers (laughs) I could be wrong, but I want to say her husband directed that one. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, could be wrong, but I I think her husband was involved in some way in that movie. She was in a a, a thing called Just the Ten of Us, which was a TV show she was on for a couple of seasons. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, she was also on a few episodes of Growing Pains and <laughs> some other stuff. Actually, what was she? yeah? This was all stuff in this this. Well, that was the start of it. Those both ended in 1990, at least for her. So, mm-hmm. before Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the last thing she did before that in 94 was a TV movie. So, I guess in the movie when she says she's been doing more TV work, I guess that was true. <laughs> so, sure. uh, fair, fair play. Fair play. Uh, but she had a big gap. She, saw, she basically skipped almost all the 2000s. There's one or two things, but she mostly skipped that decade. And even the end of the nineties had almost nothing. She was in Star Trek: Into Darkness of all things. Uh, <laughs> okay. And she's been quite active since then. She's been quite active in the sort of twenty tens. Uh, I, I I assume that she was like uh she she became a mother and she wanted to spend time with her kids for like a decade that makes sense. before she yeah. went back to work. It makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it sometimes with actors, uh, especially actresses specifically. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. but okay. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, the kid's awful, and he's, he's constantly <laughs> doing the Freddy song, and she's like, no, stay away from stay, stay away from my son, and yada, yada, yada. You know, Dylan! And Dylan's <laughs> acting weird. He's, he's acting all creepy uh, with bad acting. He's, he's he's climbing up to the top of this insane jungle gym, and like to the point where her and John Saxon are like, oh my god, he's up there, he's going to jump. <laughs> and they, she has to run and grab him, and like, just all yeah. these things and she has like an episode at the funeral as well for the husband where she kind of like, oh, right, right. sees freddie in the casket and like mm-hmm. the at least from their perspective i don't think she actually jumps into the casket because i thought man this, this is gonna look really bad if she's actually jumping at the casket i think there during the funeral there's like an earthquake and i think she kind of falls over him and bumps mm. her head and then she has like a dream sequence where freddie is uh pulling I, th- I think he's like pulling dylan like into the casket and then like kind of once he go in there it's like this you know, it seems like a much like bigger, wider thing, and then uh, I think the husband like falls on her and uh, says something. Yeah, I think. See, see, when I say it goes, it goes to Nightmare on Elm Street too fast. I think one of the big things of that, that is that mm. right after the husband's left for the day at the start of the movie, there's like a sort of second earthquake uh, when she's just with her son, mm-hmm. and like four giant cracks appear in the wall, like Freddy's glove has slashed it, and mm-hmm. I thought this this is like the first five minutes i feel like this is too early for this blatant uh freddy krueger's coming kind of tease i don't know like it's this moments like that too early that make it feel a bit cheesy to me i don't know i, I, I kind of like agree and disagree like because i because I, I, I do like that stuff but like um so it, it doesn't bother me that it's there but i do I'll also kind of agree though that like yeah maybe give it like a little bit more time to kind of set things up and gives you know more context and everything but um I, I don't know it never really comes across as like cheesy to me though yeah honestly see if you delete the kid out of this movie mm-hmm. you'd improve so much for me 
if you, if, you, if you take the kid out of this movie and make it more about her just being haunted by mm. this thing she can't get away from because you know and have it be this meta narrative that she can't get away from this one thing in her career that she's known for mm. i think this movie like that that's where the idea really sings to me but having sure. it all be yeah. about the kid and her running after the kid and chasing the kid through the traffic because he's walking across the highway or that part's really bad <laughs> yeah the visual effects are really bad There's, at one point yeah. you see freddie in the clouds and it's like really really cheesy and cartoony looking yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I admit, but yeah that's like oof. I, I mean yeah, yeah I, I feel like obviously as a kid like it didn't bother me but watching it now it just <laughs> does not hold up um I, I don't you, know. I don't... Were you like little Dylan? Were you watching Nightmare on Elm Street as little little Dylan, like little Timmy watching yeah. watching his favorite Freddy Krueger? He's like Santa Claus. Hello, Lion Camp says without a hint of irony. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think like you're. I think you're being like a little hard on him. Like I don't like. I'm not gonna say he's like a great actor or anything, but he doesn't bother me in the movie. Like yeah, you know, when I'm watching, I'm not like oh get this kid out of here. It's just like I don't know. He's just part of this. It's fine. Hmm yeah um that's fair i guess but uh when she gets isn't back that, it's a isn't that the same kid from um kindergarten cop i mean sure he didn't have to like do a, a serious role and i mean at least not to the same extent <laughs> like i think there's a big difference between this where he's supposed to be like zoning out and being crazy and like obsessed oh, and sure. stuff versus <laughs> like you know the comedy of kindergarten cop uh uh, you're right though it was him he's he's also the kid from uh, Pet Cemetery. oh yeah yeah you're right you're right uh, so Kindergarten Cop's definitely his best movie just FYI uh, <laughs> okay uh, interestingly still working he's got a movie listed here for 2021 oh cool if I okay. he he just made a fan film that's not finished yet but he's making a fan film this year called Dylan's New Nightmare oh boy <laughs> um okay all right um yeah i don't know how geez. you feel about that that's uh i don't i don't, I, I don't know i, I don't want to like you know i don't want to disparage anyone like you know do what do what you want to do if it makes you happy if you have a cool idea whatever but like i don't know when i hear these stories about like you know like the kid that played georgie in the original like it miniseries like wanting to do like a new film or something i'm kind of like i don't know man like let it go like <laughs> it's like sad to see like someone like you know in their like mid 40s like dressing up like the way they were as a kid in a horror movie like jesus uh yeah says tim wearing the orange t-shirt and presumably shorts that he wore when he was six years old <laughs> 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 Tim looks exactly like he did his sex. He just has a beard now. That's like the only difference. Oh yeah, well, yeah, but I'm not, like, going out. <laughs> I'm not making like, like I'm not like trying to raise money though for a fan film about <laughs> like a character I did when I was six. <laughs> That's a lie. He's trying to do a, a short film called Little Timmy. <laughs> sure. Uh, colon <laughs> is not stuck down a well. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> What was I getting at? Okay, so when she gets back to the house, though, she she follows, she runs back to the house. Dylan's there, but he disappears. Uh, and John Saxon shows up, but he keeps calling her Nancy. And he's like, why are you calling me Nancy? Uh, and he's got like a police badge. So he's like kind of become the, the, the father figure. And he, you, you know, he, 
and he refers to her as such and he, he refers to her mother uh, going crazy and she's got the grey streak in her hair at this point as well so it's really set up that they're becoming their characters and it's pretty soon after this where she kind of like you know, she takes the sleeping pills and she dives down the bed into where Dylan's been taken and and, and, and I, just, I just want to point out like I actually really like this scene because it's just like a, a weird uh creepiness to it i i feel like where um you know like like they're not really like like obviously you get the gist that they're becoming like you know the characters and stuff but like you know they're they're not really like fully explaining like um you know exactly what's going on and the characters like are kind of like baffled but then like they kind of have no choice but to like to go with it i don't know i kind of just like that weirdness of it yeah, you know, I like that. I like that stuff as well. I, I mean, I, I didn't really emphasize and, that, but I, I yeah. do like. And I think that part. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, and I think like when this starts happening too, like you're starting to hear like the music creep in and stuff. Oh yeah, because well, after John Saxon leaves, uh, she sort of slowly turns, and you can't like you know, I, even though I'd seen it before, I'd forgotten about it. But I kind of said in my head, "Oh, I bet it's turned into the house from the first movie now." And oh, as yeah. <laughs> and as she looks around, you hear them, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, "Okay, I like this stuff. This this part's really good." Uh, yeah, <laughs> we forgot to mention at some point in the uh, I think it's when she's in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> someone asks her for a pass or something. She says, "Screw your pass." It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Why did you say that? Like it's something we had to mention. You're like, "Oh, we forgot to mention this part. We have to talk about this." Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's a great part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I love how accusatory the nurse is, or the doctor is, who keeps like, "Have you been showing him your films, yeah. Miss? Hel- you know, Miss Lanningcamp?" <laughs> <laughs> like the nurses in this movie are like weird like side villains like, yeah look because as soon as they're, like, they're studying dylan like okay uh is if you got a history of drug use because this could have something you could have passed on to him or something it's like no have you shown him your films and she really emphasizes that and then eventually like, when she sees her again later in the movie uh you know dylan actually says like a freddy krueger thing and she's like, so you have shown him your films. <laughs> and she's like, no, he's like Santa Claus. Like, every kid knows who <laughs> Freddy is. Uh, like, Which I, I think that is actually, like, a good point, though, because, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I, I knew all these, you know, people were, like, you know, before I saw the movies. Like, growing up, you, like, you knew. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know some of them. I, I don't know if I knew who they were at, like, his age, though, because he's, like, six in this movie. True, yeah. Yeah, that would be a bit early, but, yeah. Like once you're actually like in school and have friends that like you know you're talking to and stuff, I feel like that's when you become like more self aware. Dylan like, doesn't have stuff. any friends. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, I'm saying that's like when you would start to get that stuff though. No one wants to hang out with Dylan. He's a little shit. Like everyone hates Dylan. He's what? the worst. <laughs> All right, well, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's the worst. Like I don't approve of bullying. All right, I don't. It's a horrible thing, but. If it's going to happen to someone, Dylan's like a good candidate, right? Like, there's def- def- definitely, def- definitely, not much worse options. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so, but anyway, so she basically dives down the bottom of the bed where at the start of the movie, Dylan kind of, you know, he was doing the whole thing with his little toy T Rex, his stuffed T Rex mm-hmm. that he has that protects him. Uh, that's yeah. where Freddy is. Freddy comes from the bottom of the bed, so she dives down and it's like she goes down like a shoot. It le- mm. like leads to this ridiculous like Freddy layer that's got like all these like Freddy like head statues and like openings <laughs> and stuff and 
It's uh, kind of over the top. It, this is kind of coming back around to the cheesy Elm Street stuff again, where he's got this ridiculous set. And there's a lot of stuff here where he's, like, he's like, he extends his tongue. He's like a liquor from Resident Evil 2, where he extends <laughs> his tongue and wraps it around her. Uh, at one point, uh, she's uh, like, I like, I, I, I do kind of want to defend it, but it is very silly. Like, especially when he's like making like the noises where he's like, mm. blah, 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 like. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's the one, the, the part I did like down here though is when uh, he's kind of like he's trying to force her to pick a snake. He's like, here, pick, pick Dylan a new pet, and she stabs yeah. him in the eye with a snake. Like I thought that was pretty inspired. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and and of course this kind of has like a whole um, like Hansel and Gretel uh, motif to it because mm. uh, yeah, I think they mentioned it early on in the movie. I think it's like a a story. You know, she's uh, like reading to him before bed, and then. Yeah, you start getting like little hints of like. Honestly, I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to say. If like, uh, the demon was also involved in that story, or if like that was the nightmare on Elm Street of its day, or something. Uh, because it kind of like, they kind of come together and like enact it out in this movie, like you know, to the point where he, he's leaving like sleeping pills, like bed uh, breadcrumbs, and then mm. they have to defeat him by shoving him in an oven uh, and stuff. Which I, I guess is also does harken to the first nightmare in Elm Street. Like that's how Freddy originally dies kind of. Um, so yeah. I, I get that, but I'm still not exactly sure what, uh, like why it is so uh, Hansel and Gretel focused. Yeah. I, I like, it's kind of that thing where it's, it's not really clear why what they do works to like win necessarily. It just kind of does. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the movie kind of ends with them back in the real world. And he's like, Oh, was it just a story? Cause the, the, the West Craven script is there. And there's a little note of it saying, uh, thanks Heather for playing Nancy one last time uh, kind of thing and like she starts reading the script to him like why are you reading the script like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's like, weird yeah because yeah, he says like, is it just a story she's like yeah it's basically to prove it. it's like yeah I'll read you the story this is the story yeah. and it's, it basically <laughs> starts with the movie started it starts with that first scene and I'm like okay so I, I yeah I mean if the if the movie's about kind of proving you know what's a story and what isn't I guess then I guess maybe it makes sense but like I don't know it's, it's a weird thing like why would you read this to him especially after he's been through this uh, <laughs> but uh, I suppose if you don't take it literal then maybe it didn't really happen and therefore this is just to make him healthier about it and so he knows sure. it's a story I I don't know but that's basically the the, the movie that is the, the I oh wait oh, I, I always kind of felt like almost, the way they're like kind of looking at the script and reading it, it almost feels like they're in a trance. And I almost kind of got the feeling like the only reason why they're doing it is because they're being controlled by the writer. And since the writer wrote in the mm. script that it ends with them reading it, that that's why they're doing it. But I don't know. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, what point is that making though? If that's just. just oh, shit. Yeah. I don't Um yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, that's basically the movie. That's that's your nightmare. And I like, I don't want to be too harsh on it because it is inventive. It's got some ideas. It's, it's trying something different, which I can applaud. Uh, but I, I don't think it actually goes different enough. And it, it doesn't feel like... I feel like if it was more grounded to begin with before it went a bit more crazy, maybe take out the kid. I think there's some really good ideas in here. As it is, I think it's kind of middle of the road. I, I think like one of the problems is uh, I think there's a lot of really good ideas but kind of the issue is that there's multiple ideas here like um because it's like yeah do you want to focus on like 
<clears throat> like the the family stuff or like would it be better to focus on like the movie aspect of it because uh i feel like that's one of the things that really gets you know like uh short changed here is like i, I want to see more stuff with um you know wes uh you know having to write the script and, and you know uh like how robert england is like you know dealing with it and, and the maybe like you know stuff that's going on with like you know pre-production of the movie and, and how all that's being affected and and more stuff with like you know fans and and that sort of thing like um yeah it feels like it kind of gets away with that which um again i like all the other stuff that they do um but yeah just maybe if it's a little more focused or something uh, it might work a bit better yeah like i say i think i love the meta stuff and i do i love the idea of like this this thing being a monster to to Heather Langkamp because it's the one thing she's known yeah. for and she can't get away from it so it sort of materializes a real thing I love that metaphor I just wish that's what the movie was really about but it kind of because of the kid sure. because of all the other stuff it kind of because I think that even with the movie thing itself there's there's two ways to go about it there's it's just Freddy attacking people in the real world uh to get to her because of the, the the metaphor that i just said or you go down the route that the movie kind of dips its toe in where it's kind of like acting out what the movie's going to be and they're kind of becoming their characters that's also a good idea but again it feels kind of sure. like it feels kind of like a separate idea almost so you know it's yeah. kind of what you said we said there was maybe a couple too many ideas that's not focusing mm-hmm. in on uh but yeah so it's it's not a bad movie i it's a worthy effort but ultimately, I actually, yeah, I, I would put like I definitely put four above it uh, now. I, I always put one and three above it. That was always the case. But I think now, so, yeah. now I'd put four above it and probably two as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd still put this above two. Uh, four, mm, I do like four a lot, so I'd, I'd have to think about it. But um, I, I definitely agree. Like one and three, yeah, can't really beat those. Um. But yeah, I mean, after after that, this would probably be an easy three or four spot for me. I don't know, but I mean, it might depend on my mood or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a it, it is a bummer because I really, really like what they're setting out to do. It just feels like they don't fully accomplish it, and uh, and yeah, that, that that is a shame. And uh, I especially like think this would have been a really cool like new franchise to start. Like like I always thought it would be awesome if they. Um, like if this was a franchise, but every movie was like a different uh, like horror villain, like you know. So mm. it's like, all right, Freddy doesn't come back, but let's see, like you know how uh, you know uh, like what how this would play out for like you know Friday the Thirteenth or something like what a adjacent in the real world or something like that. Uh, well, I, I, I thought that'd be like interesting. <laughs> it was after Amy Steele from Freddy Two, or what they could do is that the sequel to this could be uh, good after the actor from Nightmare Two, and then like oh, yeah. oh, the, sure. oh sure yeah yeah and then the, and the third one's patricia arquette the fourth one's <laughs> the uh the actress on the fourth one which actually funnily enough uh just popped up in an episode of next generation that me and connor did uh oh yeah yeah it took me a while to notice that it was hard but i, I recognized her eventually okay. uh but yeah uh so yeah there you go that that's that's the movie uh, i guess we're at the point now where we'll we'll read it uh so definitely as far as like final entries go it's a very different uh, entry in the series oh sure yeah. uh, I, I suppose I, technically jason x was as well admittedly but <laughs> but that but that feels like um it's a very different entry but it feels like a more like i don't know stereotypical <laughs> like departure i guess sure 
<laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, we'd already had Critters and Leprechaun in space, so maybe at that point, yeah, Jason was kind of not breaking new ground, even though arguably he did it the best. Anyway, Tim, what are you rating Wes Craven's <laughs> New Nightmare? Uh, so I, I'm I'm still going to give it a pretty high rating. Rating. I, I still really like it. Um, I, again, I, I recognize there's like a lot of fl- a lot of flaws. Uh, and again, I'm putting my own bias in, you know, for the franchise and you know for my nostalgia for it. So um, I'm still going to give it a an eight. I think it's it's really good. Uh, it works a lot for me. Um, but I mean, I totally understand why. You know, uh, it, it's not you know fully fleshed out, and there's you know plenty of stuff that's outdated at this point. It might not work for everyone, but I mean, for me, the idea is so strong and so up my alley. Uh, you know that I give it a lot of credit and leeway for that. But uh, no, I, I still think it's a pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I obviously going about lore. I I'm kind of conflicted because the ideas are good enough that I kind of want to give it the six, but at the same time, I like. I don't know if I enjoyed it to that level, though. So I think I'm going to go with the 5.5. So I'm going to go with the 5.5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I was rudely interrupted by the Skype disconnecting noise uh, at the end of my sentence. So I don't know how that edited together. Hopefully smoothly. But if it didn't, then I'm telling you why. Tech faults. Uh, but anyway so yeah that is that is the movie though uh so we are we're finally done with the seven original nightmare movies obviously we finished jason x recently as well so next up for these franchises obviously we have freddy v's jason uh, to talk about so that is coming up in the next few months and i can tell you right now that the remakes for friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street will both be coming in the October thon uh, this year, so we'll finally be completely done with both of these franchises, and and in their entirety, uh, not including TV shows, obviously, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we only really do movies here. Uh, but we'll be done with those movies entirely uh, come October. So look forward to that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so yeah, you can of course uh, check out uh, you know all the stuff we do. Uh, we have a sci-fi movie podcast called Screams After Midnight. Uh, so you can check out that. I do that That's with Tara. A sci-fi one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's his Christmas after midnight. Sorry. Look, <laughs> we've had a lot of tech issues today. My my mind is away. Okay, Atomic Cinema Experiment was the name of the podcast I was trying to say. Uh, forgive me. Uh, you can like and subscribe. All that usual stuff uh, helps us out a lot if you do. Uh, as does get rating us and giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, we mentioned Patreon.com slash TV earlier. So go and have a look at that as well. Uh, Tim's got such a smirk in his face. So what, what, what joke are you ready to crack? I can see the the the, the gears, the cogs are turning in that head of yours. I was just thinking about a, you know, a cute little <laughs> video I saw with a polar bear earlier. On the day. <laughs> okay, sure, 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 sure. This sure. is a cute little polar bear cub running around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very cute. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so go, go go do all that. Uh, all of it helps. Uh, but yes, that is that has been us, and we will be uh, we'll be continuing. And if you're wondering wait, if you got a franchise to replace it, well, we already we're also like four movies at Leprechaun. We're <laughs> we're three movies at least by this point into Hellraiser, so we're going to continue those franchises and hopefully three get stuff. movies into Scream. Yes, uh, Scream Four is also coming in the October Thun. There's a bunch of sequels coming in the October Thun. Uh, <laughs> lots of franchises being wrapped up before we uh, 
sort of start firing through some of the other ones a bit quicker and then finally can move on to some other stuff I've not even started yet. Like Puppet Master. I've got 10 of those to do. So <laughs> that has to start at some point. So, so, so much excitement. So much excitement. Uh, but yes, so thank you very much uh, for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Scary Movies, guys, and we will see you next time.